What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Joystick Chronicles podcast. It's been way too long. We're now streaming on YouTube Gaming, so check us out there. Today, we're going to cover Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Let's get started. Welcome to Fuck Pack. We're excited to be here. Uh, honestly, we're pumped. There's a lot that has happened in the last, what, eight months? Um, tons, honestly. So we're ready to to get this rolling again, and we're excited to be uh, to be streaming, get the podcast rolling, uh, and just continue to, to talk about gaming, because that's what, uh, what we love here. So um, you'll notice if you're seeing the video on YouTube um, that we're no longer on Twitch. So live stream on YouTube now. You can find us at The Joystick Chronicles on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe to us. Uh, we need to hit 100 subscribers before we can actually have a custom link. So that's the goal right now. So tell all your friends, subscribe to the channel, and uh, let's make that happen. It'll be easier to, to get the link out and uh, to get the show out. So um, you'll also notice that we do have a guest here. So first ever guest on the Joystick Chronicles podcast oh. is our good friend, Matt Jordan. Uh, Matt is a lifelong gamer. He's currently a dad gamer, as he pointed out to us uh, about 10 minutes ago. And uh, we're, we're happy to have him because, you know, we've been gaming together for what, how long? Like two years now? Something like that? Just under two years, probably. Just, yeah, just under two years. So this is, uh, for me at least, this is the quintessential gaming story of you meet somebody in a game before, way before you actually get to meet them in person. And it was what a over a year before we finally met in person. Yep. And uh, can I give a little more backstory? Yeah, let's do it. Back uh, it up. A little more backstory would be that Matt and I were coworkers and still are coworkers. Uh, more more to update on that front. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, and we so I introduced Matt to our group of gaming buddies, which included. I don't even know. I don't know how we started. I don't know if it was Warzone or. Do you remember Matt? I think it was Warzone. I think it was Warzone. Yeah, it was. Because it was right after we stopped playing Fortnite, got into Warzone, and then that's when I met Matt. At least we were playing Apex, Matt, and some people were still playing Fortnite. And then Call of Duty dropped, Warzone dropped, and then that was our focus for the next year, at least. Yeah, and still and, is. And so now it's kind of turned into like. Us three and our other buddy Joe, who maybe we'll have on at some point too, yeah. if he wants to come on. Uh, but like, I think what the cool part of that story is something Kevin alluded to is just that like we became really close through Xbox, and now like we're all going to Joe's wedding. <laughs> yeah, we've already been like, to your wedding. Yeah, we. Yep. Yeah, like yeah, Matt met all all of the uh, well, Joe and Kevin through through Xbox, and we played all the time, and that turned into into us going to each other's weddings yeah so yep. uh, not to mention joe's wedding is going to be in mexico so that's fun that's yeah i really kind of downplayed it to be honest yeah that's a big commitment. yeah <laughs> uh video games can take you far they really can to different countries uh, i was going to say continents but that's just not accurate so countries we'll go with that um all right i want to kick this off real quick just matt obviously this is your first time on on the show and we're happy to have you. So let's uh, get a little background on yourself. You know, what what got you into gaming? What uh, what games are you playing? Console yeah. versus PC? Give, me, give us the rundown here. So I'm still a console boy. Um, I started out, I think the first console that I had was the Sega Genesis. And I had Sonic the Hedgehog. 
And I loved that and then kind of moved into the Super Nintendo realm and got uh, acclimated with Kirby and uh, Mario and games like that. And then N64 came out at the right time. Uh, That led to Super Smash Brothers and all the the gaming battles that go with that. And kind of worked my way up, had the original PlayStation, uh, the gray one. And then I had the PlayStation 1, the small one that I traveled with. And then had the choice to go to Xbox or PS2. I went to Xbox, and I've been a Xbox console guy ever since. So grew up loving Halo, played all of the Call of Duties. I love all the Assassin's Creeds, um, so big role-play guy as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, First-person shooters, role-play, you name it, um, I'm in it. So get love to meet all my friends when I play online. It's kind of a, a way to reconnect whenever uh, we don't live close to each other. But uh, tons of good things come with gaming, and uh, just love the content and the, the time spent on the box, boys. I, hey, I want to point something out, too, because we had a, like a, another discussion on a different podcast about just like Xbox versus PlayStation, and I'd argue almost like, it, you know, obviously we're going more toward crossplay, but like, I don't know if we would have played with you, Matt. I mean, it's just like, you know, we're so used to just playing with the Xbox boys. All of us were Xbox before Kevin and I switched to mm-hmm. PC, and yep. now Joe switched to PC. So who knows? I mean, I guess now it would have been a lot more likely, but but back in the day when you're you know you're an Xbox sure. boy, you're a PlayStation boy. Just didn't, and you, you didn't know, I hate to be the, the PlayStation slander guy, but I think the thing that sold me early on was the uh, the Xbox community, yeah. uh, the Xbox Live parties. You know, PlayStation, while it was free or it ended up being free, they didn't quite have the following or the amount of people playing online that Xbox had. So those Halo 2 multiplayer, oh, yeah. you know, those lobbies, uh, they got pretty hectic and you can hop online with your buddies. I don't think Halo quite or PlayStation rather didn't quite have that. Obviously, they have some great titles uh you know uncharted and um spider-man and things like that that are god of war um mm-hmm. that are they're that are sony specific um but man halo uh being xbox specific was the the deal breaker for me and so yeah me too that's uh, couldn't couldn't pass up that I, i've said it before halo is the reason why i got an xbox 360 yeah, yep. hands down and it, it was for it, me too and that, i mean that's for a lot of people it's it, it, the, the just having the halo title on xbox brought so many people to the console and into just to the xbox community um which will really kind of transition us into our topic of the day uh which is microsoft purchasing um activision blizzard for almost 70 billion dollars uh, which is just Massive. it's nuts i mean you you think about how much money that is and you know i was typing just to even to you guys this morning about when the news broke and I, I accidentally typed millions because that's just like, when do you ever talk about that much money and you're talking about $70 billion? Um, so it was almost just like second nature for me just to, to throw in the M, but I was like, Oh no, that's a B actually. Never mind. Um, so Very big difference there. Yeah. Huge difference. Uh, and it's a huge acquisition and it really just shakes up the gaming world for us. Um, and I, I think it's a, a great thing. Uh, there's a lot of, you know a lot of pieces to this that we can kind of peel back and and get into um but matt matt lyon i'm curious to hear you know from you just what your initial thoughts are when you heard the news this morning about you know what does this mean for not necessarily even just just call of duty and warzone which is something that we obviously play quite a bit here um but just gaming in general and and just the the ecosystem of xbox versus playstation and all that 
I think I think uh, well, I'm, I'm literally just pulling up an article right now, and you sent us a tweet. Okay, so what I wanted to point out is that you have Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Sledgehammer Games, Raven Software, Toys. I don't know Toys for Bob, Beanox, Demonware. I recognize Demonware. High Moon Studios. Those are all gonna fall uh, uh, fall under Xbox First Party Studios once that deal closes, which is nuts. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading I can pull article. this up right here just so you can see there's on this list there's 32 studios that Xbox now owns uh which so is I'm, which is nuts I'm reading right now and I didn't even realize this but obviously like Call of Duty falls under that but World of Warcraft and Diablo also fall under that yeah those are, also those are Blizzard Overwatch. titles those yeah. are all Overwatch as well yeah. Overwatch and even the mobile gaming, Candy Crush. I had no idea Candy yeah. Crush was owned by them. I mean, it just yeah. really covers all facets of gaming. I mean, uh, massive acquisition. The Activision Blizzard acquired King, which is Candy Crush. That's the mobile game. Is is King? Yeah. They acquired them. What was that like? Four weeks ago, maybe even three weeks ago. That was super I didn't recent. That. Yeah. So they acquired them. That's where the I think the Toys for Bob definitely King. Um, on that list that we're looking at, I think those are the only two that are mobile specific. Um, but that's where that comes into play. And yep. I mean, and then you get Bethesda, which I mean, yeah, that, that was obviously a huge acquisition in and of itself, which was a few months ago. Um, but the titles that that carries along with that, and then the existing um just Xbox Game Studios. I mean, obviously Halo is is the big one there, but um, it's definitely not alone. And and what's interesting too, out of the news that came out today, I saw that now uh, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro both are owned by Xbox and Microsoft. And those are two quintessential characters in the PlayStation ecosystem growing up. Oh yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So totally total recognizable. So now Xbox owns those titles and those characters essentially, which for the longest time really forever has been a PlayStation thing. And you think about those and that like, you associate that with PlayStation. So it, this whole thing in this acquisition, I continue to go back to, you know, how does this put Xbox ahead of PlayStation or what does this mean for the, the I guess, rivalry for, black, for lack of better terms? Um, and what does it mean going forward? I think it gets them close, closer than they ever have been before to Sony. Um, obviously, we can we can argue over content, but uh, numbers talk, and and Sony has sold more PlayStations uh, than Xbox in the, in their lifespan. And uh, this article that I, I pulled up, it says uh, this will be, uh, or their Microsoft's push into gaming, uh, this will make them their third largest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and Sony once the deal closes. It's nuts. So. It do, it doesn't even feel like it, it feels like Microsoft should be closer though. It should, but uh, and like that's what I'm saying in terms of content put out and you know um, people's thoughts around Xbox. You think it'd be? I mean, th- those are the two debates right there. You know, Le- LeBron and Michael Jordan, Sony or PlayStation and Xbox. But yeah. in terms of revenue, they they will now be third after this acquisition. Um, and I didn't realize Tencent that that high up in mm-hmm. terms of revenue, but. Um, I mean, just a ma- massive acquisition from a, uh, a revenue standpoint, from a, a franchise, gaming franchise standpoint. Uh, so tons to talk about here. I think it, there's, yeah, I mean, there, there's so much we could get into. Of, I mean, what does this mean for the CDL? Um, just seeing how the CDL really in recent months is just kind of in shambles. There's a lot of criticism around them um, uh, being compared to how 
the HCS, the Halo Championship Series, has handled the start of their kickoff season. Um, and you think Halo launches with a full ranked system at game launch and a week after the game launches, HCS is up and running with, I mean, the viewership for that was insane. Um, I don't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, but they had a land tournament and they were ready to rock. And the CDL now is when did, uh, when did Vanguard come out in November? So we're now just about two months past the release of call of duty Vanguard. We still don't have CDL league coming or the CDL season really here yet. Um, there's a tournament coming, I think in two weeks now is the first kickoff. Um, but the, that doesn't even mean anything. That's not a major. It's just essentially a meaningless event. Um, it will be LAN, which is good, but it's been, it's been mismanaged. Um, I think the biggest news, at least for today from CDL wise, uh, Merck and Maven, who are the two main casters, or at least have always been the two main casters, um, still have no idea if they're going to be involved with the CDL this year. And we're a week and a half out from the, the first event. Um, well, so I think it's just, that's crazy. it's complete neglect from, from Activision for the CDL. So uh, what's interesting is are at least after this acquisition goes through, will the CDL kind of be revived here and be treated like the HCS and actually have the backing of Xbox and Microsoft and all of the assets that come along there and they can follow the structure of Halo and bring that to the CDL. So I think this could be a really, really good thing for competitive Call of Duty. Um, But I mean, there's just no way of knowing it. We'll see, I guess. Um. I want to make a point there too. Did you see that Activision Blizzard CEO is probably not staying when the merger goes through? Yeah. So there's, there's like, like I said, there, there's so much that we can cover with this. So, um, going into that, it's, uh, it's interesting because there's a lot, obviously that's been going on with Activision and just the way that their company culture is. And, you know, a lot of, sexual misconduct allegations. And I, I saw a number that I think there was over 700 total sexual misconduct um, complaints filed at Activision. And, and I don't know what the time frame was of that, but uh, that is a very real, very important topic that needs to not go unnoticed. Uh, I sent a tweet out earlier and the, you know, there's somebody tweeting about how it's like, you know, the merger's great, and this is all awesome for gaming, but what does this mean for Activision and the employees who work there and what changes are coming for them out of this? And, and I yeah. said, I was like, this, this needs to be talked about more. So I think we can really hammer this home of a better workplace environment will yeah. pro- provide a, a more efficient and more productive uh, studio and a, and a publisher. And I think this could really be a very good thing just for Activision in and of itself. And Bobby Kotick, who's the CEO, he's been there for 30 plus years. Uh, I think he's a big problem and a lot of people don't like him for various and I would probably say good reasons. Um, But yeah, I'm happy to see personally that uh, the rumor is he will not be there as CEO once this uh, once this merger goes through. I think uh, something to add to would just be that. I mean, there's going there's going to be an adjustment period, obviously, because you're oh, gonna yeah. have, especially with if the CDLs 
a week and a half out. I yeah, I mean, nothing's going to happen this year for that. I mean, keep in mind, too, that this acquisition is all pending approvals, all of that, and still it's not expected to get done until June of 2023. So we still have a year and a half before we really even yeah. see any but, of this happen. But they will have the backing of an absolutely massive company in Microsoft. Absolutely. And if you look, I just like was curious because I looked at jobs at Microsoft and uh, it has a 91% recommend to a friend and a 97% approval of CEO. Yeah. Uh, I think they're probably not going to stand for that shit. (laughs) No, not at all. It's going to, there's, I think very good changes are coming. Um, and, And, you know, with the, the announcement this morning um phil spencer who's been the head of xbox for uh, he's been at microsoft for 30 years as well uh he has been the head of xbox for i don't know i think at least like 11 years now um but it was announced today that he is now the ceo of microsoft gaming so they've essentially created their own kind of pseudo company within within microsoft so they've got their own division that he is now and everything's going to fall under he is in charge of and then he has his own obviously team of executives that report to him and what i think is it it just a a very very small point that i think a lot of people will glance over but looking at the headshots of of all of those executives uh there were six women five men and multiple people of color it's a very diverse team um i think it's a very good thing for this to come to Activision at this point in time, uh, just with all of the issues that they've been facing. Uh, and I really do think that Microsoft will get them in the right direction. Yep. One can argue that the neglect you mentioned earlier with the CDL, you know, whenever you're uh, facing these lawsuits, uh, it kind of creates a, discra- a distraction within the company. Oh, yeah. It's hard to get things done and uh, do what you're meant to do or what the company was designed to do. They did reach an $18 million settlement with the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in September. Yeah. Um, so I think that kind of allowed them to get through the door in terms of this acquisition, because had it not been settled or in the process of being settled, I don't know if Microsoft would have touched Activision with a 10-foot pole, you know, at the time. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see that they're kind of getting through this and there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, 40 um, Activision Blizzard employees uh, reportedly exited the company since last July. Um, so I think the writing's on the wall for uh, a lot of the uh, offenders. Um, and Obviously, some of the, the victims have, have left already. So I think you guys are totally right. I think Microsoft's going to come in and kind of uh, clean house and uh, get this ship and this train uh, going back in the right direction. Yeah, I completely agree. And and one thing that I also did read was that um, it was reported that Phil Spencer and the CEO of Microsoft, I'm blanking on his name right now, um, is reported that they actually approached Activision in November about a merger. And to think that something of this size got done in two months, uh, that is just mind blowing in and of itself. Um, But Phil... I think I saw this on Twitter. Um, it was reported of him saying that, you know, they're not moving forward with anything unless Activision is able to kind of get their own house in order and make yeah. progress in fixing all of these issues that have come up and are now being brought to light, which thank God, because it all needs to be addressed. Um, and it, what a mess. I, I think just for the fact that this acquisition is actually happening, 
or at least it was announced that it's happening. Obviously, everything still has to go through. Um, but that is just a, a good sign for better things to come for Activision. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. I don't have anything else to add on that, to be honest. Um, let's talk about what this means for uh, the whole Xbox versus PlayStation debate. Um, obviously, Matt, you mentioned that Sony is still the leader in revenue. Uh, this will bring Microsoft up to number three, get them closer there. So, you know, I don't think they're done. I think they're going to continue to grow this um, and really push Game Pass, which we've talked about before. I think Game Pass is now, if if not the best value, it is one of the best values in gaming um, for that subscription model. And let's talk about just really like what this means for, for one game pass and how that will help them to compete against PlayStation and Sony. I think one talk about growth for the industry. I think this is a, a good step forward because obviously you have a massive corporation in Microsoft, like mm-hmm. getting behind gaming and really trying to push, you know, putting one of their top people in charge of like the great studios at Xbox or at Microsoft, which is awesome. I think for Game Pass, you know, I don't know, Shed, I, Kevin, you might know more than me, but um, I don't really, what what does PlayStation have? They have PSN, right? Yeah, they have the PlayStation, PlayStation Network, Network, which is, it's the exact same as Xbox Live, essentially. Um, there's, I, they don't have a, like a specific. Like um, Game Pass? Yeah, no, there's no like game streaming service that they have. Um, so, you know, I would I wouldn't be surprised to see Sony make some sort of move to try and cr- either create something like that yeah. or I, I mean, does Sony go after Steam? Like try and get something like that. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, the direction that Xbox is heading right now, just with all of the games that they're adding to Game Pass or will be adding to Game Pass. And, and it hasn't been officially announced yet. But I mean, one can assume that all of the Call of Duty titles moving forward will be on Game Pass Diablo, oh, yeah. Overwatch, World of Warcraft, all of that will be on Game Pass, which is just, I mean, that's awesome. I can get rid of Battle.net on my computer and just go through Game Pass. Oh, I think, about that. Bethesda, I think they already added some Bethesda games on Game Pass. Yep. Um, yeah, those, so those value, titles are in there. The value of Game Pass is just going through the roof. I mean, that's what you want in a subscription service. You don't want to pay 5 or $10 a month for something that doesn't have very many games. You know, what's the point? But when they acquire these franchises and start adding these games, uh, Microsoft has the potential to take over very quickly uh, if they start racking up subscriptions. There's Yeah, and there's two parts to that. One is a subscription-based rather than charging $60 for one game. I mean, you might get the add-ons, but all of those games also include microtransactions now too. So like you're, you're getting constant, uh, you know, monthly subscription plus microtransactions. And then the other part that I, um, just Googled, but talk about like discord, like Microsoft owns discord now too. talk no, about like community. Yeah, they do. No, that didn't go through. That, they're not, oh, that never actually happened. Not. No, we had talked about that. Yeah, we had talked about that, that they were going to, but they ended up never actually purchasing Discord. So Discord still is its own okay, it's independent. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there were discussions about yeah. it. And then... But the, if they did, I just think that's like a... That's a whole, like... You're, you're creating the entire uh, environment. You're, you're creating yeah. the, the whole picture from top to the bottom. Like, 
all of the communication and everything that's involved, plus a, an amazing offering with the Game Pass, like mm-hmm. having all the games, having all the communication. You already have Xbox Live has been around for a long time. They've figured that shit out. Mm-hmm. Like they have a really strong community around it. So it's crazy. I mean, they're just continuing to get better. Yeah. But. One of the, one of the things that just if you're not familiar with Game Pass, it is it essentially became a meme at E3 uh, earlier in 2021, and because Phil Spencer was up on stage announcing all the games and every single game that he mentioned, he said available day one on Xbox Game Pass, and it was I think they announced maybe 20 titles at E3, every single one of them on Game Pass. And that will now continue with everything that Activision has that already started with everything that Bethesda had. So it's like the, the value for Game Pass is, like I said, through the roof. Um, so yeah. what is Sony going to do about that? No one knows. I think something will probably come. Um, but I think the Discord note is interesting. Um, I was pumped. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast last year. Yeah. I was pumped for, for those rumors, and I really wanted it to happen. The only issue there is that you know there there really is no dedicated communication server i guess um for people on console and i think as we move towards you know the cross play and all of that it's how can we get not necessarily just the people on pc and console talking to each other but how can we have somebody who's on playstation talking to somebody who's on xbox and you know i think going back to phil spencer i mean he's already said publicly i think he said this last week that he wants to develop some sort of band system in gaming that is multi-dimensional and goes across all of the different ecosystems so if you're on pc and you get banned for cheating then your account on xbox and playstation gets banned as well and i thought when he said that I, you know, I never really even thought of that because oh, we're not really thinking the way of just having a cohesive ecosystem. And there, I think, is so much there, um, which, I mean, that may be a way forward with the metaverse, which we can get into as well. Um, oh, but where we're at right now, there, you know, there's a lot there. Uh, but where we're at now with having, you know, two main consoles, having PC, if we can get some sort of communication system, between all of that, it's a huge step in the right direction just for gaming in general. And I think the executives at these companies are now realizing that it's not necessarily just the, you know, the, the race between these companies. It's more about the community and, and the gamers and the consumers and all that. And if you have a more cohesive community and consumers, then, you know, in theory, you're going to, you're going to make more money. You're going to have more sales. You want to, you want happy customers. So, um, you know, listening to feedback is is a big thing, and that's something that traditionally, uh, just from the Call of Duty experience in that community, uh, Activision has never really been good at listening to yeah. to feedback. Um, uh-huh. And you know, it's their own game, and you know they handle everything on their own. But I think that uh, Microsoft will bring some positivity there. I think uh, you hit on something too because you talked about banning. Like, think of what that means for the anti-cheat. You just like, drop the really, ban hammer on them, and like, I'm so con- like, I'm so curious what that's going to mean because 
Uh, I mean, if Microsoft is taking over, they have the resources. Like, we already thought Activision and Blizzard was big enough that they should be able to provide a comprehensive and good anti-cheat. And that just, like, still hasn't been true. But now... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> please bring me, give me like, give me like Windows 11 on <laughs> or whatever. Like, give, give me a Windows 10 Defender. Sure. Now, yeah. if it, uh, if it has any sort of, oh, uh, recollection of any sort of, uh, kernel or, uh, or any cheats present, then it just breaks your, breaks your computer, which, uh, <laughs> source subject for my guy, yep. the guy to my left right now. Um, <sighs> but what, what's, what's interesting uh that you bring up is the anti-cheat and i i think you know there has definitely been a lot of progress made there um and just going off on a tangent real quick because i saw something funny today uh is that the anti-cheat is active and supposedly it's working um but what what the ricochet anti-cheat now has done is that if there's a a cheater or somebody suspected of cheating the bullet reg is essentially yeah. gone so they're they're it shooting blanks it and, doesn't oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. hilarious. So, so Ricochet and Activision, or whichever studio is managing Ricochet, is essentially just clowning with these Did cheaters, you see that from which Noah? is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, oh my god! And and I can pull it up actually. Uh, but Joe tweeted about it, and uh, it it was he was getting hit like it it. For him, it felt like he was taking damage. It was giving him the hit marker scan on, on yeah. like his visual cues on the screen and all that, but his health bar wasn't moving at all. And he turns around and just absolutely shred this guy. Um, so I can pull it up here as a as That's an example. Hilarious. But I, it's so funny just uh, just yeah. how they're actually now doing something about this. Um, which I mean, for what an entire year essentially last year we were at least begging for this and you know it, it's gotten yeah. it's gotten a lot better uh definitely yep. um but there's still i think there's still uh still some progress to be made which uh microsoft will help um yep. so little tangent but uh oh you're good i think that's that's hilarious so i think anti-cheat is very important i just love that microsoft is bridging the gap um with console and pc players yep. you know in, in the past it always was Sony, PlayStation, PC, Xbox, yeah. and you know, other than crossplay, they the, the platforms didn't really talk to each other, didn't really have much to do with each other, and uh, you know, the bridging of the gap between Microsoft PC players and Xbox players, I think, is huge. They're really bolstering this community. Uh, and here's a, a quote from that article again from Microsoft CEO. It's a little sappy, but I, I really do think it's uh, going to be a better future for gamers in general. It says we're invested deeply in world-class content, community, and the cloud to usher in a new era of gaming that puts players and creators first and makes gaming safe, inclusive, and accessible to all. So I think that's pretty relevant to anti-cheat. Mm-hmm. You know, we want we want everybody to be able to play this game and have fun and a safe environment and uh, everyone to enjoy it. And so the the cheaters of the world, um, yep. you know, the the people that aren't bridging the gap, you know, PlayStation may, like you said, buy Steam or, or what have you. But uh, Microsoft is going at some extreme lengths to kind of bolster this community right now with uh, console players and PC players. And uh, I, I applaud them for it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I, I think uh, I agree. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. And Kevin mentioned the metaverse, and I think, I think that to me, you know, they're they're growing in that direction. And I think almost it's like 
a huge opportunity for um gaming to like a- actually explode because you're you're going into the metaverse like everything's going to be surrounded like virtual it's a virtual reality that's ready that's player one baby i mean it's that's happening that, yeah i mean that's like what we're i mean essentially when we've been gaming since we <laughs> got it right here it's ready player one um we we've been we've been like going toward this for a long time that's what we immerse ourselves in our our video games and they've continued to grow and get better and better and better and now you're going toward toward oculus and actual like vr and everything and microsoft is shifting like i'm sure they're going to shift somehow into that space with all of their game studios too i am very curious to see how this affects the direction of of where Microsoft is going to go with the metaverse. Um, there's there's a lot. Just even so now backstory. I now own an Oculus Quest two, um, which is a lot of fun. Honestly, um, it, just like the dumb shit that you can do with it. Some of the fun games, you know, like Beat Saber and all that. But then there's like a a game that I got. It's you're literally like a pilot in World War Two, shooting down other planes, which is fun. Kind of got me a little woozy a little bit, so I'm still getting used to that. Um, so there's there's a lot there, but just the social aspects um, is huge because yeah. you can essentially work in the metaverse. I've done it now. I I was doing it with coworkers last week. Of you can put your desk in virtual reality and have your screen right in front of you while you're in a virtual meeting room with other people. And you can, there's a chalkboard you can draw on. If you stand up, <laughs> if, if I stand up, I turn around. The headset no, it, it um, recognizes me standing up and turning around, and I can draw right there, right behind me. And it's a chalkboard that everybody can see in the meeting room. And it's just like, <laughs> honestly, I picture you be like, it's like the dumbest picture I've ever seen. Like your dumbass drawing on the wall, <laughs> dude. It's literally me just drawing in space. But what's crazy. <laughs> Is it because I'm not actually the controller is not actually yeah. touching that wall. It right. is me putting that right like two inches in front of the wall, the virtual screen. And I flip the controller around and I put my pen cap up to the screen and it gives me feedback on like I get haptic feedback on the controller that it feels like I'm touching a surface and I can write wow. with it. That's so crazy. It's nuts. That's wild. It's nuts. It's so cool. And, you know, just the things that this will open up and, you know, Facebook is taking full advantage of this. Obviously, they own Oculus. They're the, I would say, the leaders in VR right now. I mean, they rebranded their entire company to Meta, which is, you know, Metaverse. Hello, Facebook. Continuing to own everything, big brother. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's the direction of, of where all this is going. And what I'm actually really curious about is Unreal Engine is owned by Epic Games. And so I think that they may try to make a huge push in VR with Unreal Engine because if you're not familiar with it, it's a it's an en- it's a game engine that you can anybody can build a game on because it's essentially available for developers to use and it is one of the best looking engines that you can put on a an RPG game or and all that and why not create a VR world with Unreal Engine and I know companies are already doing it I've seen it in game descriptions in um the Oculus Quest store so 
I think Epic Games could have a huge future with the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's like, why not just go ahead and do it? You know, the technology is going to catch up eventually. Um, I mean, use what you have at hand. If you have an Unreal Engine that can uh, go and basically give you uh, what you want to a degree of your idea, then then why not get the jump start on it? And the, the technology will eventually catch up to, to be exactly what you want it to be. But why wait? People are looking for it. They're ready for it. Uh, they, they, you know, they're ready to explore something new. And uh, uh, why, why wait? So that's that's awesome. I wonder. I just got a Slack notification. I wonder if you can hear that in the in the podcast. And just no. cringy. Ooh, I hear it. Don't know Slack Did right now. Um, no. but it, the the whole Epic Games thing. Sorry, that just threw me off. Um, I'm looking at a list right now of you know the other big gaming companies that could get acquired here. Um, these are the ones that remain. This is uh, Jeff Keeley who. If you are not familiar with him, he's the creator of the Game Awards, so he's very tapped into the to the game network um, or the gaming network and industry. So EA is one of them. They're valued at thirty eight billion. They have a market cap of thirty eight billion. Um, Take Two, Nexon, Bandai Namco, Embracer, Net Mar- or Netmarble, Ubisoft, which I think is a big one. Their market cap seven billion. I I could imagine them getting swooped up. Maybe by Sony? Question mark. Uh, Assassin's Creed still uh, is made by them, correct? You've yeah. Stopped. Yep. Assassin's Creed. They've got. Mm-hmm. There's. There's a bunch of. You can go into the Ubisoft store, and they've. They've got more than I even realized before I went to their website, and I was like, oh yeah, you. You still have a lot. Um, Konami, Square Enix, Capcom, and Sega are the is the list, and it ranges from Sega's the lowest at three point six billion market cap, and EA is the highest at thirty eight billion. I never really thought about you know. EA getting acquired. I don't I don't know if I really see that happening. They've been independent for so long. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I see it happening. I, I wouldn't be surprised with just the way these acquisitions are going, these massive companies getting bought for $70 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's entirely possible, but, um, you know, I, I feel like if they were going to get acquired, it, it probably would have happened a, a while ago. Um, but, you know, what did you You said $37 billion? $38 billion is their market cap. Billion? Which, I mean, I mean, you think about it, it's half the price of Activision Blizzard and you just go attack a completely separate sector of the gaming industry yep. and boom, right there, you're I the mean, owner of sports games, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, they, uh, yeah. they dominate the, the sports platform, uh, FIFA, Madden, yep. NBA, NHL, NHL, man, the sports, they've got some racing games and then there's a couple other ones that are in there that That's Forza. Forza is uh, Xbox now. Hmm. That's uh, on Game Pass. Um, so yeah, there's. Uh, they did on Need for Need for Speed. At, that's at, what at it was. Time. That was the racing one. I yeah. loved that game. Oh, Need for Speed Underground Two is, is yeah. probably the, that's it. That's probably it. the the best racing game of all time. Yeah, in terms yeah. of customization, many I hours mean, on that game. I spent more hours designing in my car than probably driving it around. <laughs> that's so like I driving. I always have loved racing games and I would love to go back to a racing game. And, and you know, Forza Horizon five is the newest one that's come out. Um, there's actually one that, you know, Matthew, we were talking to Jedi last week and he brought up a, a new racing game that's coming out and it kind of actually piqued my interest where you like have to buy a house and expand your garage space for all the cars that you have. And I can't remember what it's called. It's on steam. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up, but we'll have to go in his discord and look at all of his recommendations because 
he has a lot of the <laughs> Jedi's knows gaming. Yeah, I will say that the man is very knowledgeable. I mean, we were just talking. We were we were talking about um, uh, just like a couple game re- recommendations, and he, I think, he named a dozen just off the top of his head. And I was like, and these were ones that are not yet released, and they're coming out. And I'm like, dude, you are an asset. Let's talk. I need to keep yeah, you around. You know what? Hey, I think we should have a Jedi's appreciation moment because I think, uh, you know, we, we're still new. We've, we've been at this for a little bit and he's been along for the ride the whole time. Yeah. Like, like been very loyal Jedi. Shout out to you. We love you. He's in our <laughs> discord. We love him. And, uh, if you're listening, you should join our discord and we will love you <laughs> and subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter. Shameless plug. And, and buy the merchandise, too. Yeah. <laughs> we do have merch. Do it all. You know, Get in there. All of it. Don't be know. afraid. Just invest. You know, just invest. Invest. Joystick <laughs> to the moon. That's what, uh, that's what we like to say. I've coined that as of today. we're going to get acquired by Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. That is the goal. I love that. Um, we need your backing, Microsoft, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's, uh, let's call it Phil Spencer. We'll get him on the show. And then on the show, we'll have him announce that he's actually acquiring us. <laughs> What's our price? Billion dollars. Why not? Just a billion. We're not greedy, Matt. That's we're not easy. No, we were not asking for 70 billion. Like, no, I, you know no. what? We'll give him the Walgreens pricing and we'll say 999 million. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> easy uh, easy uh, never never go nice. above the nines yeah right yeah um and they're like somewhere. so one thing that i do really quickly want to circle back on because this is just kind of mind-blowing to me uh matthew you brought this up earlier about the ceo of activision no longer being around after the acquisition actually happens yeah if microsoft and xbox want to get rid of him bobby kotick uh he gets roughly a 250 million dollar payout that's what i was wondering Mm -hmm. yeah so i've I've actually got this in front of me you know i'm I'm gonna pull this up here and uh i've got this in front of me that charlie intel tweeted out earlier today and uh here are the numbers and this is just nuts um so the termination by activision blizzard without cause or termination by employee for good reason following a change of control nets him 292 million dollars really wow. 293 if if we're rounding Man, up really into this negotiation so much money i mean i'll take an acquisition for 293 million dollars right there for the joystick chronicles hey, hey mobbers <laughs> just throw me about 100k real quick like just that's all i'm asking yeah. for it's a very small percentage why not Hey, yeah, if Activision didn't have uh, the sexual harassment claims, I'd email him and say, "Hey, you want to be our CEO? You know, you know, gaming pretty well." <laughs> yeah, if he wasn't a questionable character, then <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm all over it. Why not? Right? I think he'll be on a beach somewhere sipping uh, mai tais. He's uh, gonna do just fine. It, it's fine. He's he's already yeah. said that he's gonna be available upon request or available when he's needed. So. That means he's going to be on a beach. His feet are going to be up. He's got to have Mai Tai or a pina colada or something in his hand. I don't know what the guy drinks, yes. um, but he's going to be living life. He's going to be 
100K to the Joystick Chronicles podcast <laughs> is only 0.03% of that buyout. We're not asking for much. It's pennies. Know? It's pennies. <laughs> pennies on the dollar. Pennies. It's easy. Uh, I'm going to keep it cool. Send them a LinkedIn message. See what I get back. Hey, yeah. I could why send not? him. Uh, you know what? You know what we could do? We could send him $100,000 in coffee mugs if he wants. You know, we've got them. Yeah. You know what? 100K, buy our coffee mugs. We'll get a payout. Why not? You want a hat, sweatshirt, anything? Boom. We can do it. That can be his <laughs> gift to uh, all of his former employees as he says goodbye. Yeah. Here's a coffee mug from the joystick. It could be arranged. We can make it happen. He, he might get escorted out of the building. He might not be saying goodbye. We'll see. He might not. Time will tell. We don't know. No, there's there's no way of knowing. Um, but um, I mean, this is great discussion on all of this huge news today. I think there's definitely going to be more coming down the pipeline. We'll continue to talk about it as news stories arise. And uh, Matt it is great to have you on the show. It's our actually first ever guest on the show. So we want to keep this train rolling. We want to keep having guests here. So if you're listening, go over to Twitter and let us know. Who do you want to hear from? Who do you want on the show? Let's have a conversation. I've got some ideas. Matt's got some ideas. Hey, Bobby. Hey, 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 Bobby. Bobby K. Bobby K. Bring it the gabagool. So, like I said, top-notch guest host relationships. We're going to keep it rolling. Um, But seriously, we're very happy to be back. We're excited about the direction here that we're going to take this. Matt and I, both new jobs, working remotely. Little bit more time here. We're gonna keep this train rolling. Keep it moving. We're excited. Um, Let us know. Give us feedback. We want to hear from you. If you guys have whatever it is, I mean, we're we're starting. We we've been thinking of a lot of ideas on our own, guys too. So please reach out. Let us know. Yeah. Keep it. Uh, keep the feedback up. Let's uh let's get some interaction on Twitter. We've got a goal. We need. We got to hit 100 followers here on Twitter. So we're at the Joystick Pod. Um, come on over. We're having some fun over there. We're getting some good engagement. Keep it, keep, uh, keep it fresh, keep it light. And, uh, it's all positive. We don't like the negativity over there. So, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, like the video and, uh, let's keep this train rolling. We're going to get our weekly show back on the road. Thank you with the Nick Merckx video, Matt. I appreciate that. I could hear it just by seeing it. Um, so shout out Nick. We'll get him on the podcast. Why not? Nick, come on the podcast, man. Come on. <laughs> You've said that I'll before. Wear a Buccaneers jersey. I'll I have. I think I've said it almost every episode. Yeah, it, actually. It, it's a pipe dream for you. It's okay. Um, cool. It'd be cool. It'd be great. So, all right. Join the Discord. Link is below in the description. Like the video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. And let's keep this train rolling. We will see you guys in the next stream. Thank you, Matt, for joining us. And thanks for having me. We out.